everyone, this is Josh from the SG Podcast. It is episode 72, and I'm joined by Matt Clark from thevirtualedge.com. Matt, pleasure to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me on, Josh. I'm, I'm really excited to be here, actually. Awesome. I'm sure we're going to get into some great conversation. Just to kick us off, Matt, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and kind of you know what you're working on these days? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, do you want me to talk about now or how far back do you want me to go? Let, let's start with now so people kind of know okay, cool. who you are, what you're doing, and then we're, we're definitely going to do a deep dive into the story. Okay, perfect. Yeah, man. So at the moment, what we do is that we help entrepreneurs get two to five high value leads per day from LinkedIn without paying for ads. And so, you know, in the last two years, we've helped over 1,500 entrepreneurs in 18 countries grow using the system that we're working on at the moment. Um, we use this actively in our business. And our goal really is that, you know, I love to see people's businesses grow. I love to see their lives change. Um, you know, my personal motto is creating better businesses by creating better people. And so, you know, that's really what we're striving to do. And, it, you know, honestly, it feels like sometimes we are a lot more of like a, a mindset organization that also does LinkedIn, mm -hmm. you know, than a LinkedIn, you know, a, you know, LinkedIn company that also does uh, mindset. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, as someone who's been primarily working by myself, for myself for the last few years, you learn very quickly how much mindset, personal development, you know, Huge. how important all that stuff is. But Matt, let, let's go back. I definitely want to dig into the LinkedIn stuff. I've been using it more myself recently. So definitely interested Good. in that like part. That. But where would you say your kind of entrepreneurial journey began? What was it, you know, was it in high school? Was it after high school? Was it, did you go to college after that? Where would you say it kind of began? So I would almost say it was inevitable. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason being was because I hated school, man, <laughs> I hated school. And my dad was like, at the end of it, he was like, you know, you're going to go to university and you're going to get a degree and you're going to be the first person in the family to get a degree. And I was like, dude, I think you're barking up the wrong tree there. <laughs> uh, like I hated school. I barely passed matric. I think I passed with like a D average or an E average. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't go to college. I didn't study any further. In fact, my first job straight out of school was I wanted to be, I became a waiter. Hmm. And um, I actually found that, you know, just working on commission, um, just working on tips rather. And I found that doing that, I was really good with people and com communicating with them and connecting with them. And so I did that for a while and I was actually making pretty good money. And what I used to do, it was quite interesting. Um, I used to, in, in, I had the two back pockets of my, my pants and I put half of my cash in the one pocket and half of my cash in the other pocket. One was for saving, one was for spending. And I'd make sure that I'd spend it. Mm -hmm. And so when, why, I, when why, I- Why was that? I mean, are, are you just kind of, I, I'm curious to know, like how did that system come to be? I don't know. I was always like, you know, I've always wanted to grow money and I, I like money, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we never really grew up with a lot of money. Um, I mean, we, we were loved and we, we had a good upbringing, um, but we never really had money. You know, mm -hmm. my mom was the only person working. My dad didn't have a job for years. And so for me, I was like, I don't want to be in that position ever in my life. Right. And so, you know, because you can see when someone's like lost and I could see like my dad for a large part, a large part of his life just was lost. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and I just felt like, you know, always waiting for that next big deal, waiting for that next big project. You know, he's in he's a project manager in, in construction. And there it's like huge ups and downs. And so I just saw that and I was like, I never want to be in that position in my life. I never want to be worried about money. I never want I never want that to be a thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I went and I went, I was working as a waiter and um, I eventually saved up enough money and I went overseas. Well, let me reframe that. I was partying a lot. I managed to crash my dad's girlfriend's car. My dad went into the cupboard, took the money I saved, bought me a plane ticket and kicked me overseas. <laughs> I'll put it in the truth, right? <laughs> I love it. Full disclosure here. And full disclosure, right? And so when I got over to the UK, I started uh, at this job and um, I, I landed up hating it. Okay. But the crazy thing was, so I'd organized this job and I was supposed to go and install Sky TV, which is like satellite TV um, with, a, with a family friend. So I landed Heathrow Airport. 
and I'm kind of veering off topic, but it's a fun story, mm -hmm. right? So I landed at Heathrow Airport and I'm, I'm almost expecting this guy to be there and say, hey, dude, I'm here to pick you up. Like, let's go. And so I, I, I get there. No one's there. So I phone him. I'm like, dude, where are you? He says, no, what you've got to do is you get to get on the central line and you've got to get to this place over here, High Wycombe. I'm like, what? What is the central line? Okay. So I had to figure out, get on the tube, get on the central line, get to the place, get to the place like an hour and a half later. I'm expecting him to be there. Phone him again. Where are you, dude? He's like, okay, no. So what you got to do now is you need to find yourself some accommodation. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> there's nothing available here for me. He said, okay, cool. What you do is you go and find a South African shop and you speak to them and they'll be able to help you out. And I was like, what are you talking about? This is fine. Just go down this road and there's one there. So I go down to the South African shop. I have a chat with the guys. They hook me up with some accommodation. I move into this place and I'm living in this place with like five people I've never met before. And I just pitch up and move in, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is the craziest thing ever. So he's, I phone him again. I'm like, okay, now what? You know? So he says to me, well, I'm going to pick you up at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. We're going to get started on the job. Go do that. Comes and picks me up and we start and it's freezing cold and we're working from you know, it's 5 a.m. until 10 a.m. at night. And this was just the day in, day out, six days a week. So a week and a half down the line, I'm like, hell no. There is no ways I am doing this. It sucks. And the pay is not even that great for it. So I went and got, I went for another interview. I was like, I went and found something else. And I got hired at this other place. Turns out it was for a job to do door-to-door -door sales, selling gas and electric, getting people to move over to our company. And so I got accepted for it. They sent me to a castle in Scotland for two weeks to go and get trained. And then we went off to our relevant offices. And from there, man, it just hit me. And uh, I realized that I love to sell. I love to sell and I was good at it. I mean, my first day I did five deals, you know, and every single day I did deals every single day thereafter. And so I was there for a year and then I came back to South Africa and I did a bunch of really crappy jobs because no one could put me in a position where I was just like, dude, just put me in a sales position and let me sell, mm -hmm. you know? And so eventually the guy I was working for in the UK phoned me up one day and he's like, Matt, you've got to come and see me. We are selling these things and it is, um, it is the easiest thing we've ever sold. And we're making crazy amounts of money. So I'm like, I'm in. I was selling like corporate clothing and gifts at the time and hating it. Yeah. So he, he called me on the Tuesday. I saw him on the Wednesday. I quit my job on the Wednesday and I started on the Thursday there. And it was epic. I mean, I never looked back. And so since then, I've, you know, I guess the whole thing is like, I've never worked, I've never had a salary in my life, right? I've never worked for a fixed amount. I've always worked commission only, which mm -hmm. is, you know, you own your own business, essentially. You don't work, you don't get paid. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I got to a stage whereby eventually I decided to start my own business. And I had a Samsung dealership selling PABX telephone systems to businesses, copiers, CCTV. And we did well. I mean, we built that company up to, you know, high seven figures and, had 60 staff members and it was beautiful. And so, yeah, then there's the whole other story of how I went from that into doing, you know, online marketing from going to, from door to door sales, not opening up a computer to now doing online marketing and now pretty much live in front of the thing. Right. Well, I, I mean, I can definitely see some underlying connections um, from all of those. Matt, what, what was it that brought you to that first job the door-to-door -door sales job where, where you went to the the castle to go get training, was that, were you kind of being pulled to the sales position or was that just, I really don't like what I'm doing right now. I got to do something else. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, because uh, I didn't know that this other position was sales until okay. we got, we went through like three rounds of interviews and only at the end, they're like, by the way, it's, you're doing door-to-door -door sales. And I was like, okay. It's better right. than better than installing satellite TV. So yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Got it. And and so it, it sounds to me like you were you were you're a natural salesman, right? You, you had something in you. You know, obviously these skills and abilities get fostered over the years. But yeah. would you agree that kind of you, you're a natural born salesman? And if so, what was it that kind of came easy to you? Or maybe another way of asking this is for people who might not be, what do you think it was the things that you were good at that helped you to become that way or, or so strong in that mm. area? Yeah, good question, man. I love it. And so I think the thing for me was that I don't know if I've ever considered myself a natural born salesman, but I've always been able to connect with people. You know, like when I was in school, I never kind of, 
I never had one group of friends that we always hang around with. Um, you know, so I would play rugby for the first team, but then sometimes during breaks, I'd also be in the computer room playing Counter-Strike, <laughs> you know, with the computer dudes. And so I kind of connected and I realized, you know, I was thinking back on this actually the other day, reflecting on this a little bit and realizing that I can connect with people. I can meet them on their level and connect with them on their level. But I also like doing a lot of different things. I like doing a lot of different experiences and learning different things. And so for me, it was, it was able to the ability to connect and taking that ability to connect and learning the skills to be able to then guide people down a path to get to a certain result. And that for me is sales, um, you know, and I'm, I'm able to like really anyone at any time just connect with them. And it doesn't matter if they're doing better than me or worse or whatever it is. I just, it's, it's wonderful, man. I love mm-hmm. it. So if you could boil that down into like two or three things, let's say you had to teach that ability to connect with people to somebody else. I mean, I know that's probably difficult to do, especially for things that we're kind of naturally good at. But yeah. how do you think you would you would describe that? Like if someone came up to you and said, hey, Matt, I'm, I'm really struggling to connect with people. What, what yep. would you tell them? I would say very simply, get out of your own head. Okay, stop focusing on yourself, focus on the person in front of you. Right? Ask more questions than what you talk and shut up and listen. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Shut up and listen. And and if someone is if someone is saying something, go deeper. You know, ask more questions. Be genuinely interested. And there's one last thing that you add to it is do with a big smile on your face. That's that's great. I mean, everyone should hear those just three or four sentences. And you don't even have to go much yeah. deeper than that, you know, in a, in a day and age where everyone's can share their opinion and talk and record videos about everything. Those skills are, are more rare to come by, right? Just actually being able to be interested in the other person, let the other person speak more, exactly. um, et cetera, et cetera. So, so those are, those are great takeaways. Um, well, so, and, and on this one, you know, so when you actually ask, it's such an interesting thing. When you ask people questions about themselves and when you go and, and you actually listen, they actually find you interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I because mean, you're letting them talk about themselves. I, I would I highly relate that to dating as well. Right. And, and this is oh, you know, yeah. not a dating podcast, but I always remember, what, you know, when I especially first and second dates or even in texting leading up to them. Right. The more questions you ask about them, about them, all of a sudden they feel super connected with you. And, and then they say, hold on. I don't know anything about, you know, I want to know more about you. And, and, and it just makes the, <laughs> the conversation flow so well. Um, yeah. So, no, that, that, that's great stuff, Matt. So what was it that made you open your the first business of your own? Right. You were clearly always kind of had the entrepreneurial mindset. Like you said, you've never had a, you know, a, a strict salary. It's always been commission based. Um, but what was it that made you take that first leap into true entrepreneurships, you know, starting a business? Yeah, you know, it was for me, it was more a case of I'm done working on other people's terms and being, you know, a, a slave to other people. If I mean, obviously, it's not that mm-hmm. drastic, right? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I was tired of doing things on other people's terms and I wanted to do them on my terms. I wanted to have more freedom, more time. Um, money was great. I mean, I could have kept the same money and had more free time and just done things on my own terms. You know, that was the big thing for me. I'm very much a kind of person that's like, if everyone is going one way, I'll be like, nah, it's fine. I'll go this way. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys can go do what you want. I'm going here. <laughs> which, which is which is also a very good skill to have as an entrepreneur, right? You know, especially if you're dealing in crowded industries and things like that, that, that ability to, mm-hmm. another way of framing it is, you know, thinking creatively, right? Uh, yeah. Outside the box, uh, all that kind of stuff. And, and so how did you go about doing it? Did you kind of just quit one of your jobs one day, start another business? Did you have an idea that you kind of worked on a little bit on the side? I, I, I like to focus on this transition mm-hmm. period because it's often the toughest part, right? Especially a lot of our listeners are, are nine to fivers looking to make that jump. Uh, what was that kind of transition period like for you? Yeah, I mean, looking back, um, I, I actually learned how to, I can now actually tell you exactly what it was and what people can do to do it you know, looking back and and actually teaching this stuff a lot more. Mm -hmm. And so what it is, is very simple. 
I was talking to the people in my immediate circle, people that I know, people that I trust, people that trust me. And I was finding out what are some of the big problems that they're facing. And I looked at the problems that they were facing versus the skills that I had. And I said to them, yeah, I'll take care of that. I'll solve that. Pay me instead. You know, rather work with me mm -hmm. and pay me, I'll get it done for you. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much what happened. You know, so it kind of just went, it went over, it went over to that because I had a couple of different businesses um, not all of them worked, um, <laughs> but I made money and they were good. I mean, I had a, I had a recruitment and sales training business. I had a corporate clothing and gift business, you know, where I just focus on uniforms for people. Um, I had a sales training business as well. Mm -hmm. And so, but none of them really grabbed me. Um, and then I even had the Samsung dealership afterwards where actually my, the, the guys who I used to work for phoned me up and they're like, dude, let's start a business together and let's get the, let's take this thing to the next level. Cause we had that relationship and we had that trust. Mm -hmm. But the big thing is very simple for if, you know, people are going out there and they want to transition from the nine to five into being an entrepreneur, or if they're an entrepreneur right now and they're struggling to take their business to the next level, very simple solution, go and interview. Okay. As many people as you can, identify something that you kind of feel like you would enjoy doing then go and interview some people ask them what are their big pain points then you take the biggest problem that they have match it up to the skill that you've got and solve that problem and if it's going to help them get more in their life or advance in their career in their business or their life you can charge for that mm -hmm. absolutely yeah again that's a very simple yet extremely effective approach, really, that's what it boils down to, right? You find that's people it, man. who need something that they're willing to pay for, and you're good enough to do it, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and a lot well, of us even... get bogged down in overthinking, over strategy, this, that, and the other, find people who want to pay you for something that you're good at. Uh, sorry, you were going to say? Yeah, well, here's the beautiful part is that you don't even have to find something that you're good at. You can also just find something what they want, something they want and sell them other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, we're, so we're you so just got to solve a big problem with, with all the, you know, you can, like you said, outsource through a hundred different websites. You know, you can find people who yeah. do what, what, what you can't do. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it's a great, it's a great point, Matt. Now, what would you say? So let's say someone does that. Uh, they're still working mm -hmm. the nine to five. They have their family to support. They have their bills to pay. <laughs> what do you recommend in terms of once that new thing starts getting a little bit of traction do you have a recommendation in terms of like a, a point they should aim for to kind of drop the nine to five and make the full transition? Yeah. I mean, if you're making 40% or 50% of your salary, I'd say that mark is like good even to start looking at 40%. If you're making 40% of your, of your revenue part time, I would by absolute all means drop drop the business, drop the salary, go full time into the business. Because if you can do 40% of your salary part time, imagine what you can do full time. Right. You know, and that yeah. can scale quickly, you can easily be making, you know, double your salary within 30 to 60 days. Absolutely. Yeah, no, to totally, totally agree with that. So Matt, I I'm very interested to know now, how, how do we get from a few of those businesses to the LinkedIn stuff? Um, which I <laughs> yep. mean, it's, it's such a great topic too. I mean, I'm big on LinkedIn. I like posting. I, I use it for out, outreach. You know, we've all heard about it. Uh, would love to hear kind of how you got from where you were to, to the point you are at now. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, for me, it was, it was very simple. It was kind of like also a transition. You know, when I was doing the door-to-door -door sales, had the Samsung business, what I really wanted was to have, a, you know, an online business you know, live that laptop lifestyle, travel the world, mm -hmm. earn multiple currencies, have money coming in while you sleep, you know, that beautiful dream that most people are striving to achieve. Mm -hmm. Turns what, out what it's is not it about so the multiple currencies, Matt? Because I saw that actually on the website. And yeah. a lot of the benefits that you mentioned are the ones we all relate to, right? Freedom, travel. I was really interested when you wrote the multiple currencies. Because, yes. you know, a lot of people love earning <laughs> while they sleep, et cetera, et cetera. But I've never seen someone mention it that way, the multiple currencies. So I, I'm curious to hear what what is it about that? So our currency is called the South African Rand. OK, and it is not a strong currency in the slightest. Got it. Right. <laughs> so at the moment with Corona, so it normally sits about 14 Rand, 1450 to the dollar. 
at the moment with Corona, it's currently, it went up to almost 19, hmm. right? And now it's at about 17 and a half. So, you know, to travel on the Rand is incredibly expensive. Okay. Um, and, you know, when the pound is at 22 Rand to a pound. The euro is at 21 Rand to a euro, 20 Rand to a euro. So for me, it's like if I can earn multiple currencies, that gives me options. Got it. You know, in the last two months, while COVID has been going on, you know, we've added extra zeros to our income because we're charging in multiple currencies, hmm. you know, and because the RAND has been fluctuating so much, I've been making money, more money upon money that I didn't have to work for. Right. I didn't very have to work cool. extra for that. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Very cool. No, I, I wanted to bring that up yeah. because uh, I, I had never someone I'd never seen someone mention that as, as a benefit to uh, to the online business. And, and it's it's very true. It's it's a strong benefit. Yeah. And it gives leverage as well, because if something happens to the rand, well, then I've got dollars. Mm -hmm. if something happens to the dollars, then I've got pounds, you know? Absolutely. So it's it makes it it makes it very easy to be able to, you know, have that leverage and, and have that that scale. Mm -hmm. Got it. Very cool. So 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 you, you kind of say, you know what, I, I need to move online, you know, all these benefits, all these reasons. Yes, we know all of them, except for the one that you just explained, which is super interesting. <laughs> um, so where do how, how does LinkedIn come into all this? Okay, yeah. And uh, so this was an interesting one, right? So what happened was that when I sold, I sold my shares in the business, um, I was just like, I had enough. Um, I was working extremely hard um, running full-time salespeople door-to-door -door was and was a nightmare um, not only that I think technicians were even worse than that um, and I just how we made money we made a lot of money and how we made money became less important so you know the value started getting out of alignment and things weren't being delivered and it was actually very unfulfilling I mean you're selling equipment that's mm -hmm. it so you know I wanted something different so I sold my shares in the business um, made some good money from that. And I went looking for something to do that would, you know, that would help me create this online business. And so I started going to all of these, um, at the time, success resources was big out here. And they had a lot of these international speakers, a lot of Americans came over. And for me, it was like, this is what I want to do. These people are literally living the life that I want to live, traveling the world, making money in different currencies, um, you know, millions of dollars online, all the rest. I was like, this is what I want. And I started noticing that a lot of them were using this little tool called Infusionsoft, right? And so what I did was that I decided to dig in a little bit more and I saw that this thing had the ability to do what I had 60 people doing, but without the people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's amazing. I'll take two of those, you know? I was like, yeah. I'm sold. I, I don't have a business or anything to use it on right now, but I'll figure something out, right? Yeah. So I got stuck in and I started learning it. And I was like, this is actually something really, really cool. Like I don't have a business for it, but I can help other businesses use it because I can see exactly how it works and what it would do. I understand systems. I've built big business before. I understand sales. I understand all of that. Let me go out and help some people. So I did that. And then I got certified with Infusionsoft. We became a partner. And um, what happened from there was that we just started helping people automate their businesses. And then it got to a stage whereby they needed more than just the automation, they needed lead generation. And so, you know, we went down the path of um, trying to run Facebook ads and learning Facebook. I went down the path of Google ads and YouTube and like, I'm not technical, man. I had knocked doors for eight years, <laughs> right? Yeah. I didn't open up a computer for eight years. And so for me, this was like a whole new world that I had to go and learn. And honestly, it was difficult. Uh, it, was, it was difficult. Mm -hmm. And so what I learned through that is that, you know, it's if you don't have the skill set, it's difficult to learn, but also it gets unpredictable uh, at scale, right? And then also the leads that I was generating weren't great quality. People were time wasters. They weren't going into like high ticket things. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to can it. And then a friend of mine in Australia actually shared with me what she was doing on LinkedIn. And she'd created a system to help people get leads through LinkedIn. And she was using this for a business. So she gave me a couple of pointers. I got on there and I was like, this is amazing. This mm -hmm. is what I've been looking for because I was able to go and pull up a list of my mm -hmm. ideal clients and just find and connect directly with them and just start having conversations. Mm -hmm. And for me, I looked at this and I'm like, 
this is like door to door sales online. It's like knocking doors online. Mm -hmm. So I started knocking 20 doors a day and went up to 60 doors a day. I was generating leads. I was generating sales. And the best part was I was looking at this and there's no receptionist. There's no gatekeeper. I can literally run a search for the exact person I want and just start talking to them. I was like, this is it. This is what I needed. It's what I've been looking for. And so we started helping people, you know, one-on-one, -on -one. you know, we kind of figured if we needed it, if we got it right, and there's probably other people who need this help as well. So we started helping people one-on-one. -on -one. And then we realized we couldn't scale that. We couldn't grow it and we couldn't make enough money doing it. And it was too time intensive. So I landed up creating a system. But in actual fact, what happened was that myself and my business partner were in, in Florida, in the US. It was November 2017. And um, we were sitting in at an event and we'd taken our eye off the ball and we had like $300 left in our bank account. And we were still there for another week, right? So we're like, what are we going to do here? Mm -hmm. And so what we did was we decided to, you know, do what we say and what we teach. And we landed up posting in a group. Turns out this group had all of our ideal clients in. And I kind of just asked a question, right? And this is a very good strategy for, for everyone that's listening right now, is that I asked a question and I said, guys, I'm busy putting together an online training and that I'm going to be giving away for free to a few people to get some testimonials. And then I will be charging for it. I'd like to know what is the number one thing you'd most like to learn? How to get clients from Facebook? How to get how to implement systems so your business can grow without everything relying on you or how to get high quality clients from linkedin we had over 245 comments on that post 70 percent of the people said they want to learn linkedin hmm. interesting i connected and messaged every single one of them and we landed up collecting seventy thousand dollars in the week jeez yep. like pre-selling the course basically reselling the course exactly wow so then i had to come home and now we had to like prove this thing right what, was so that a linkedin home. group by the way or was it a facebook group or it was on a facebook group yeah yeah i'd just been to a big event and it was a super engaged group that i'd met lots of people and i was like guys i got something right. really cool boom and I, you know i had I, picked, I put up a photo with myself and and with the guy who hosted the event and um it just went nuts hmm. that's crazy and and i will say uh, I don't know if LinkedIn listens to this, but LinkedIn groups I find are, are not that great, but there are a lot of very active and, and pretty decent Facebook groups if you can find the right ones. But uh, anyways. Yeah. 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 So, so you know, from, from there, Matt, was it, well, I guess like that's super interesting to kind of pre-sell, but, but also you're, you're doing the due diligence. You're finding out what people want to do. What, what oh, happened yeah. next? Well, now we had to deliver, right? <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, this is cool. We made a lot of money, but now I've got like a bunch of orders that we need to fulfill. <laughs> and so what I did was I, I, when we got home, I started uh, shooting these videos. And I remember the first version of the course was 12 videos long that were an hour and a half long each. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, like who's going to listen to this stuff? Mm -hmm. But we put 400 people through it. Wow. Now here's the crazy thing. Okay. And it got validated very quickly. I was sitting shooting the videos uh, the one night. I was sitting here at my, at my kitchen counter and um, I was shooting the videos. And so the next day, um, my, my ex-girlfriend, she's now my fiance, right? Ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. So she came up to me and she's like, babe, I've got to tell you something. I was like, what? She's like, I've just booked 12 meetings from LinkedIn. I was like, what? How? She said, well, you know, last night while you were sitting doing the recordings, I was just listening and just doing it. I was like, yeah, I can do that. And she just went and implemented it. And the next day she had 12 meetings booked. Yeah. I said, okay, cool. Tell me how it goes. So by the end of the week, she'd signed up seven clients and made $225,000 per month in recurring revenue. Jeez. Hope you got her testimonial. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Did she, she got yeah. a discount too. She got to hear it live. Exactly. The creation of it, right? Yeah. And so from there, we just started helping more and more people. I mean, we put 400 people through the first version of the course. People were getting insane results. Okay. Well, people were getting results. Let me put it this way. They weren't getting insane results. They were getting results. Mm -hmm. But we used it as a learning curve. And in, in actual fact, um, Reid Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn, you know, he said, if you're not embarrassed by your first version, 
you've waited too long to ship. <laughs> right. Right. And I don't know if you've seen the first version of LinkedIn. I, I have not. Dude, go and Google Should it. I Google it? Yeah, I'll, I'll check it Google out after it. this. Yeah. You're going to have a laugh. You're okay. going to have a laugh. It's just terrible. <laughs> and now it's like this massive platform with over 630 million users across the world. The goal is to get to 3 billion by 2025, I think the date was. Ooh. And it's growing like nuts. Mm -hmm. And more and more people are getting on there every single day. Mm -hmm. And so we use that first version and we saw, okay, people are getting results, but how can we make it better? How can we help people get results faster, bigger results faster? And so we shot the second version of the, of the program. And now it landed up being about 50 videos, but they were between five and 15 minutes long. Okay. I was going to say, I hope we it did. weren't an hour and a half each again. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. And then we built frameworks for everything. We put in fill in the blanks templates. We used all of our messages. We created templates from those messages that people can plug into. And so the system landed up being something that anybody can jump in at. We, we made it with the intention that anyone can jump in and use it. No matter if it's the, they're not on LinkedIn, no matter if they've never done marketing before, if they're technically challenged, right? Mm -hmm. Or if they've already got a profile that's up and running, you know, maybe they've got 10, 15, 20,000 connections and they're looking at turning some of those connections into paying customers. Mm -hmm. So it's able to speak to everybody at every level, no matter where they're at, where it takes you through three particular stages, right? Position, connect and scale. So get your positioning right, set yourself up for success, then connect with the people that are in your network or find people to connect to and then scale it. Got it. Now, right. of course, we're, we'll, we'll definitely provide more info on where everybody can, can find the course, which of course we highly recommend. But Matt, could you give us a few pointers on if people you know, want to get started right now and, and, and get some more leads on LinkedIn? Um, can you Absolutely. take us through that uh, a little bit more? So I'll take you through the most important part, is, which is getting your positioning right. Because here's the thing, if you get this right on your profile, LinkedIn shows you, LinkedIn's algorithm is that they want you to do good and they want it to be set up the right way. And they actually show your profile, they get it in front of more people when you do that. Mm -hmm. So your first goal is to get it to all-star status. And you'll see when you log into LinkedIn, it'll show you what level you're at, get it to all-star status, follow, this, follow the thing, everything that you need to do to get there. But have a professional, a, a proper banner set up in the background. Something that mm -hmm. speaks to your ideal client that's going to show them that you're an authority in what you do. Then have a professional headshot or one of you at least looking professional. You don't need to go and get a professional photographer. Take one with your phone against a white wall. You know, it can be that simple, but, you know, professional. Mm -hmm. And then you create what you call your pickup line. Okay, I know you said this wasn't a dating show, but I had to just <laughs> get this one in there, right? And what I mean by this is this is your headline, what LinkedIn calls it. Now, what most people have got is, you know, CEO of their company name or founder or partner or director or whatever. Some people have got coach, author, speaker, um, podcast host, whatever it is. And so that is considered as, in our terms, that's considered as ordinary, right? That's what we call the brown box syndrome is we look the same as everybody else. So what we want to do is create something irresistible that's going to tell people how to work with you before they even talk to you. Hmm. So what it means is that when people are connecting with you, you know that they're connecting because they're interested in what you do, right? And how you can help them. So here's the formula that we use for this. I help whoever your ideal client is achieve whatever results you help them achieve through whatever your system or methodology is. So as an example, our focus for LinkedIn at the moment is coaches, consultants, and advisors. So my pickup line is I help coaches, consultants, and advisors get two to five high value leads per day from LinkedIn without paying for ads. Simple enough. Yeah. Now think about it like this. If I'm connecting with coaches, consultants, and advisors, they're seeing this pickup line. What do you think they're going to say? Well, if, if they like what the, what the line says and they, they want those leads, they're probably reaching out to you. Uh, you might not even have to do the outreach in some situations. That's what my inbox does all day, every day. Hey, Matt, are you still you know, helping people with lead generating leads? I need to grow my business. I need to get leads. I'm ready to learn, ready to invest. 
Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, man. So people actually start reaching out to you. You do those three things that I've just shared with you now, people will start reaching out to you. I got to go update mine right after this now that I think about oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm going to give you guys a resource, okay? Um, I know you, you said to me that I can share some stuff, so I'd love to give you guys a resource that'll actually take you through step-by-step step what I've just explained. Perfect. Okay. Would you like me to share it now? Why don't we save the link till the end? end. Yeah, we'll we'll do all the links in the socials at the end. And for anyone listening, they'll be able to find it in the description uh, as well. We'll we'll make it as easy as possible to find. Um, Matt, just another couple questions on on LinkedIn. It's such a great topic and such a potentially powerful tool. How do you recommend people actually do the connecting? And one of the reasons I ask is because even within the last like six months, I've noticed an influx of people connecting with like terribly generic and poor messaging. And so for the people who are doing that or like the people who are looking to get into this, you know, leveraging LinkedIn, how do you recommend actively reaching out to people? What's the kind of messaging that you recommend there? Perfect. Yeah, great question. So the first thing that you need to do is get clear on who your ideal target is. Okay, who are you looking for? So this is incredibly, incredibly important. It's a step that most people skip because most people are going out there trying to hunt with a shotgun at a thousand yards, right? Mm -hmm. You're never going to hit anything. And they're saying things like, I work with people, I work with business owners, you know, it's too general. So first thing is get laser focused. And we we call that having the power of one. So solve one big problem for one kind of client. So the next thing, is that when you're doing the outreach, make sure that you're only reaching out, okay, if you're looking for leads, I'm gonna be very specific here. If you are looking for leads, make sure that you're only reaching out to people who are your ideal clients. And then what that means is that when you connect with them, more than likely you're gonna have your your pickup line which is gonna be directed straight at them. Now you can actually tailor your message to connect specifically with them. So as an example, the kind of message that I would send out is that I would say, hey, um, you know, Matt here, I'm, I can't even remember what my message is, my connection message is, I've got it all automated now. Mm-hmm. But it's something along the lines of, I'm looking to connect with other coaches in the industry because I, I, I help coaches, consultants, advisors get two to five high value leads per day without ads. And I'm looking to connect with other coaches um, to potentially help them grow their business. I'd love to connect with you. It's simple. Mm-hmm. The more personalized you can get, the better it works. You've got to remember is that LinkedIn is there. People are there to do business, mm-hmm. right? So be businesslike. Have a straight up conversation with them, you know, because there's nothing worse than when someone friend requests you or connect or sends you a connection, and then you know they 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 do it under the guise of being a friend or a colleague or whatever it is, and then they mm-hmm. try to sell you something. Yeah, I've, I've gotten that so many times where it's like uh, first message is, hey, how's your day? Or like, hey, how are you? And I'm just like, can you just tell me what you want? Like, don't don't beat around the bush. You know, I don't have yeah. time or patience for that. So uh, th- th- that makes Definitely. total sense. And Matt, what about you mentioned automation and and do you have any tools you recommend that, that people look look into around LinkedIn? So I would say before you even go and get any tools okay and this is the mistake that most people make is that they try and do the automation first okay mm-hmm. you, here's the thing you cannot automate something that you don't already have a proven working process for right and so some of those ones that like think of some of the messages that you're getting right now i guarantee you they're using an automated tool okay but they haven't actually found a process that's working that's proven to be able to then say okay cool now let's put this on automation mm-hmm Okay, so yeah. we've got some tools we use. We connect, okay, we dash connect.io. So we use that tool, and that's one of many tools. We, there's a couple of different tools that we use, but I'm going to say this again do not try, rather, rather do it manually to start off. Because mm-hmm. the mistake most people make is they're going over the, they're going for the quantity over the quality, right. And especially if you're starting out or if you're looking to get going, like some people want to get like a thousand connections in a month. They're doing like a hundred connections a day. It's not necessary. And that's because they're going in with a shotgun approach. Mm-hmm. Rather go in with the sniper rifle, go and look directly for your ideal client, 
have more meaningful connections and conversations with them because you don't want to be like how we view marketing is very different. How we view marketing is not there to close more sales. It's there to open up more conversations, build more relationships. Right. And when you go in with that mindset, you're thinking quality over quantity, and that's going to get you a hell of a lot further than just trying to do a hundred connections a day because you don't actually care. Right. The only thing you're thinking is I need clients. I need money. And people can smell that a mile away. Absolutely. They may not know consciously what it is, but they'll be like, nah, this is like, there's too pushy or too desperate, or he doesn't care. Or I get this automated, you know, crappy message, whatever it is. You can spot it a mile away. Yeah. And Build the connection. It's really interesting because exactly what you just said is, is said a lot in the tech space, which is number one, do the things that don't scale to begin with, right? Like exactly. And, and number two, you can't really build tech until you've done it manually a hundred times and figured out what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. So uh, super interesting. And, and I'm definitely on the same wavelength. Uh, Matt, this has been great. I mean, uh, you know, hearing about the story, the journey, and all these LinkedIn tips, super helpful. Uh, maybe just one or two last questions. Uh, my second last question is, what are some of the one or two big mistakes and we've kind of briefly alluded to some, but are there one or two big mistakes you see people, you know, making on LinkedIn or corrections you find yourself, you know, suggesting to a lot of your clients? Yes. The biggest one is trying to be everything to everybody, right? Mm. Instead of focusing, choose one ideal client, get laser targeted on them and just go for that, right? It's being mm -hmm. too general and not, here's the example that I use, right? So if you have a sore back, who do you go and see? A back specialist. Why not the GP? Because uh, he probably doesn't, you know, he's, he doesn't know as much about the one thing I need help with. Exactly. That's the biggest mistake people are making is that they're not being the specialist. Mm -hmm. Be the specialist. It changes the game. Got it. Great, great piece of advice. And, and you're far from the first guest to say that, you know, other ways of putting it, you know, find your niche, niche down, all that kind of stuff is, is so important. Oh, yeah. And especially when it when early on, it's it's hard to remember that, right? You're just trying to get, a, yeah. you know, one or two paying clients. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. But definitely yeah. in the long run. Um, well, absolutely. the big thing as well is that, you know, people are trying to do too much at the same time, right? So it's like choose one. Like if you want to use LinkedIn because it's a more professional platform, you want more higher paying clients, it's the platform to be. Put everything else aside. Put Facebook aside, put Instagram aside, put Google, YouTube, put all of that aside. Focus on one. Get that mm -hmm. one up and running. Get some clients from that. Build some systems, automate it, and then do the next thing. Because you can hire the rest of that out once you've got some cash coming in. Mm -hmm. Right? That's and if you're nice. already... <clears throat> And for some people whose businesses are already going and you're already doing well, you know, it's another, it's another uh, revenue stream or another stream to get more leads. Mm -hmm. For me, that's how, that's how we get leads. That's how we grow our business. And, you know, we've grown our business to seven-figure business. All of our leads come from LinkedIn. Right. Everything. It, it's great advice because as, as someone, you know, working on his own business as well, there's so many socials now, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, yeah. Instagram, TikTok's <clears throat> getting big, you know, new popping up all over the place. It's easy to spread yourself thin. So that's that's really good advice. Um, it really is. And, you know, like I'm I'm doing between 10 and 15 sales calls a week, highly qualified. And what I mean by a lead, you know, when when a sales call gets booked in my diary. So, I mean, I've got, you know, somebody that qualifies people and everything for me as well. But for me, it's somebody that has gone to my LinkedIn profile. They've read my whole, so we, we turn it, we call it a client centric sales page. So we focus everything on the ideal client. Most people's profiles are written like a CV. It's mm -hmm. all about them and their skills and all the rest, right? So we teach mm -hmm. people how to turn it into a client centric sales page. So for me, a lead is somebody that's gone and read the profile. They've read the pickup line. They know how to work with me before they talk to me. We've had an initial outreach, we've connected, we've sent them a message saying, hey, look, this is what we do, here's how we help people. These are some of the results that, that we've helped people get. Would you like to get on a call and see if there's a good fit, if you're looking to get results like this? They say yes, and then they give us their email address and their cell phone number. That's what I consider a lead. 
right? So it's not mm-hmm. just a connection. Like I want people that are interested in what we have and want to talk. Mm-hmm. Then the next step is that my salesperson has gone and phoned them and qualified them. And if they're qualified, then they get booked in my diary. Hmm. Very cool. So by the time I'm talking to somebody, they are ready to buy almost. Right. And that's why the business grows so predictably and, and at scale is because it's just a system now. And it's not just about the leads as one part of it, because what we saw was we are, we can show people how to get leads all day long. Most people can't sell. Mm-hmm. They can't close those leads. So I had to take my expertise as a door-to-door salesperson and say, okay, cool. How do we create a system that anyone can plug into that's going to increase their conversion rate, even if they can't sell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where things get really fun. Right. Oh, well, Matt, we might have to have you on for round two some, someday to go more, <laughs> uh, more in depth on that. But I, I do want to ask, uh, last question here, we alluded to at the beginning of the episode more, more about the mindset and how that can be almost... Mm sometimes even more important than you know the business strategies and the tactics could you leave us with maybe two or three suggestions tips recommendations you find yourself giving to a lot of clients as it relates to more of the mindset or personal development side of the journey definitely big thing is focus okay the things that you focus on are the things that'll grow too often I see people who are, you know, they come to us, we want more leads, we want more sales, we want to grow our business. And I ask them, okay, cool. Have you got your, have you got a time booked in your diary every single day, at least an hour dedicated directly to sales and marketing, directly to generating leads, directly to getting clients? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're not focusing on it and you're wondering why it's not growing. All right. Right. So if you need more leads, focus on lead generation. There's two things a business needs. Leads and sales, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Without that, none of the other stuff matters, right? Right. So it's about focus. Put the focus on the right thing, number one. Number two, have a vision. Know where you want to go. Set your goals. Even if you change them later, set your goals and keep them in front of you every single day so you know what you're working towards. And not just the monetary goals of how much money you want to make, but design your life. How often do you want to work? How much time do you want to spend? When do you want to travel? What kind of house do you want to have? What kind of lifestyle do you want to have? Right? Mm -hmm. Because when you write and write it down and read it every single day Mm. so that you know what you're working towards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's so easy to get lost right in the in the day to day and week to week as a solopreneur entrepreneur. Uh, Definitely keeping that in mind and knowing what you're working for. This is super important. Yeah, and there's so many shiny objects along the way as well that it's easy to get pulled off course. Right? Oh, yeah. So you've got to keep that focus as you go through it. And man, that's, that's the game changer because, you know, if you've, if you've got that focus on growing the business, you know where you want to get. And, you know, so for me, our goal in the next six months is, you know, our business to be at a certain stage, you know, earning a certain amount of revenue. But myself and my business partner are not needed in the business anymore. So in order to do that, we work our way backwards and we say, okay, cool. What positions do we need to have? What people do we need to have? And what do they need to do in order for us to be able to step away? And Mm -hmm. then we build systems and everything. And then the third thing is continual self-development, right? Continual self-development. So there was a a quote from a Navy SEAL. I think his name is Brett Gleason. Um, And he said to me, uh, not to me, but I read the quote somewhere, right? He might as well have said it to me because I love it. Okay. <laughs> he said, we, when, when placed under extreme pressure, we rarely, we rarely rise to the occasion. Instead, we sink to our level of preparedness and perseverance. Hmm. Which means that if your level, if you are not growing in the hard times, if you are not increasing your level of perseverance and and preparedness in the heart in, in the in the good times sorry when the bad times hit that's the level you sink to mm-hmm. so make sure that you're constantly raising that level as you go through constantly learning constantly growing and and everything that you do you've got to ask yourself the question and this is why the vision is so important is what i'm doing right now getting me closer towards my goals or further away from it right right 
That is the transformational versus the transactional activities. And the thing is, is that if there is something that is on your diary that is not getting you close towards your goal, you don't do it. Mm -hmm. It's it's really, it's simple. It's, you know, I can't remember who said it the other day, but he said, you know, success in making money is is not difficult. It's the it's the little con, it's the little ugly things that you do consistently that get you the results. The unsexy mm -hmm. things, absolutely, that get you the results. Absolutely, and and that's a great note to uh, to end on, Matt. This this has been really insightful. Really great to hear your story. Really actionable advice, which which I appreciate. I'm sure the listeners will as well. Matt, if if people want to learn more about you, find you the website, you know, uh, the course that you were mentioning. Yeah. Where do you recommend they check you out? So connect with me on LinkedIn, obviously, <laughs> right? So look for Matt Clark, M A W T C L R K. I know you're going to put the link down at the bottom. So look for Matt Clark. And please send me a message as well. Tell me where you where you met me, if you if you heard me from Josh's show, and then I can let Josh know as well, right? Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is on my website, I want to give you I want to give you guys a gift, right? So on my website, www.thevirtualedge.com, you can go and then we've got something called the 20-minute profile makeover. Okay. Where you can go and download for free. And it'll take you through some of those exercises that I shared with you a little bit earlier getting your pickup line right, getting your profile right. So giving you a template of what your profile should look like. And then straight after that, there is a training that'll walk you through. Um, it'll walk you through some extra really, really cool stuff. Okay. So there's no sales on there as well. You're not going to be asked to buy anything or forced to buy anything. And, you know, our thoughts behind it is get to know us, come into our world, come and see what we do. And if you like what you see, Book a call. Let's have a chat. Let's see how we can help you in your business. Awesome. I might be signing up for that myself, Matt. Uh, great. Yeah. And, and for anyone watch, watching or listening, we'll, we'll have links to all that stuff in the description. Uh, Matt, thank you again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me, man. Really enjoyed it. Hey everyone, Josh here, checking in just one last time. Wanted to say thanks so much for listening to the podcast episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. And if you want to keep getting more of the Solopreneur Grind content, make sure to join the email list. What I do is send three emails a week with additional content, such as what's going on in the background of my Solopreneur journey, insights I'm having on business, and updates when new podcast episodes like these come out as well. It's free. It always will be. The link to join is in the description of whatever podcast platform you're listening this to on. Really hope to have you on the list and continuing to share these awesome solopreneur journeys and insights with you as well. Have a great day and hope to see you soon.